This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been? It's been very good, thanks for asking. Excellent, so, emails come in Mm -hmm. from a guy called John. Hello John. Five-year-old rescue dog, very, very skitty and scared of thunder and lightning. Oh, right. So I think that there's a specific term for this, um, and you'll probably come up with this specific term, deconditioning or something along those lines, Uh, if I remember rightly. There's counterconditioning and desensitization, which are the two sort of things that we would look to use in this particular instance. So yes, well done. Kudos to you. In terms of things like thunder, I would guess fireworks, if they haven't mentioned it, might be the other one. You'll often hear sort of around the holidays and bits and pieces like that, people saying my dog's scared of fireworks. So fireworks and thunder tend to be two of the biggies. In terms of, did he, sorry, did he say how old the dog was? Five years Five old. Five years old. Okay. So well, let's start with the potential bad news, potential bad news, which is there might not be a huge amount that we can potentially do with this dog. It's Without seeing the dog, it's always, always very difficult to sort of judge. So how severe is the anxiety? Now, bearing in mind a lot of the time, we're the ones that are humanizing the anxiety in our dogs. So we see our dog maybe sort of, they hear the thunder, the dog looks up and maybe woofs or moves off to another room and we go, oh my God, my dog's super scared of thunder. The dog just might not particularly like it and would rather just sort of go and hunker under a chair and chill out. Can I just stop you? Sure. For the listener, um, I'm going to help them out. When you say humanize it, what, what do you mean by that? So we, we impart human emotion onto the dog. Uh, on a simple level, it's like, oh, hey, little rover, how you doing? Oh, my dog loves me. He's giving me kisses. So my dog's licking my face. He's giving me kisses because he loves me. Not necessarily true. The dog is super happy to see me because I've just got home. I've been out all day. And they're even more excited than usual because I've been gone longer. Again, that's not necessarily the case. But these are the things that we see. My dog has peed in the kitchen. It looks guilty. It's not guilt, but that's the things that we see. So we're humanizing those emotions. So, And in the same way, my dog is fearful of something. We might get two plus two and make five by thinking that my dog is scared of something equally you might be right they might be scared of the thunder but um just be aware of both and when you said that there's a scale and to, to un- and you can't and we obviously can't understand the scale. i think john didn't say the level that mm-hmm. the, the dog yeah. is scared of this but what kind of scales are we talking about could you put it like in between a one and five so people would know i'll give you a one of the ten one okay. is there's thunder and lightning and the dog clearly doesn't move or care doesn't bat an eyelid, versus number 10 with a truly thunderphobic dog, they'll be jumping at the walls through windows, scratching doors to pieces, chewing, defecating, making an absolute hell of a mess, whirlwinding, crazy stuff. And so you didn't want to do the one to five, as I asked you to do. You I thought the 10 would 10. really stretch that out and make the point. So you'll probably be somewhere on that scale. Great. For balance, my dog Sassy, who you know very well, yes. is not particularly fond of thunder. Just had some now before you arrived. She decided to, she was lying here on the floor. She'll take herself off into the office and go and curl up in her crate. So what level would you put? Because I, I walked in. Yep. And, and she the, came out to say hi quickly and then took herself back off inside. Yeah. So, so what level would you give Sassy on, on your one to ten? Maybe a four or a five. Hence the one to ten. Thought not be nice in the middle just to give you a bit of balance with it. Fair enough. So if I call her out and say that we're going to go and do something, she will come out with me. But she would rather be over there in her little den. And, okay, so and, I, and for me, I'm totally cool with that. She's not displaying any um, 
major signs of anxiety other than I just want to go and lie over here. I feel more comfortable over here. Fine, knock yourself out. If she was constantly you know, shivering and quaking, panting heavily, you know, licking her paws a lot, or even had, you know, sort of damp paw prints and what have you, or was pacing a lot, stressing a lot that you can physically see, that would obviously put you further higher up the scale. Right. So let's get back to the, the point the point in how, question. How, how to deal with it. Yes. Okay. So using Sassy as my example from the get-go, the main things I would do, that, and this, this also applies to a lot of things, is you want to start reinforcing the good things. So before we have any thunder, before we have any lightning, before we have something that freaks out the dog, I want to get them to do something else. For example, just sit and lie here with me on the floor. And I want to make this rewarding. You can have your chew toy. I can give you some treats. I can give you some attention. Nice and calm, nice and relaxed, but everything's good and positive. The theory being, and we'll get onto the how in a minute, is we then introduce the stimulus, in this case, thunder and lightning, but we're still nice and calm and we're rewarding the dog and everything's no problem at all. What tends to happen is we only deal with these things in the moment. Unless you're... Um, John Ketley or Michael Fish, how are you going to know when the thunder's coming? When the thunder's coming. Quite. And this is an. A, and I should point out, they are yeah. two famous weathermen yeah. from Great Britain. Michael Fish it, got it horribly wrong. Once. Yeah. The, a bigger part of that, actually, is a lot of the time, it's, cannot, it's not the, the sound necessarily that's freaking out the dogs. In some cases, it is, particularly prevalent with fireworks. With truly thunderphobic dogs, it's more the changes in the air pressure that they're responding to which is why you might start to see your dog acting a certain way or being anxious before the storm actually arrives. Or you might see the, the, the sky is darkening, the wind's picking up, but you've not seen any thunder or heard, no, heard any thunder or seen any lightning. Get it the right way around. That's a really interesting point. So the, the dogs can pick up on the changes of pressure. Correct. Wow. Because there is quite a sudden drop in the pressures. So, and that's the, the, the thing that they, they might be reacting to. And that can be more of a, a harder thing to work with because you're dealing with I can't replicate the falling of the pressure in terms of the sound when it comes to things like fireworks and thunder that we can replicate at lower levels I can get an app on my phone I can record the sounds of it and I can play it on a loop and I would do that obviously at a very 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 low level and then the dog's like oh I, I hear something but hey I'm over here sweetie and have a, have a treat and we're just going through everything's being calm we're sitting we're walking around the room engaging with the dog rewarding them for just chilling out with us while very quietly in the background is the sound of thunder or fireworks or a hoover or whatever it is the dog is fearful of and over time we slowly increase that volume and the dog's now learning that oh when I hear that sound, but nothing bad is happening and I'm sitting with you and everything's good, it's calm, it's relaxing and I'm being rewarded for it. So in that respect, we're classically desensitizing them to the sound that they are otherwise aversive to. I totally get that and desensitizing, if I can say it right, it, I, I get. But surely with things like lightning and, uh, sorry, with thunder, lightning and fireworks, <laughs> it's that jump you know it's bang it comes in straight away it's the fear of, it's the initial one so so you can you know and it's a bit like um so you can get you, used to noise yes. for sure in the car my kids play the music at a certain level and then it gets louder and louder and louder. i can get used to it after a while but when it now initially i jump in the car turn it on and bang it comes on really loud that spooks me out and it would spook you out if it spooked me out 20 minutes ago i could see the sky was darkening the wind was picking up and all of a sudden out of nowhere this tremendous crack of thunder which scared the life out of me, let alone Sassy. It's that shock factor, which affects everyone. 
The follow one is we are now acutely aware of, oh, there's thunder and lightning around. There might be subsequent claps that do also shock you a little bit. It's the whole classic, oh, I see some lightning, count to however many that tells you. I know when the thunder's roughly coming. Well, let me... Dogs just can't com- do that bit. Well, I'll just help you out here, Russell. If you count one elephant, two elephants, yeah. three elephants... No, I'm serious. I thought you we were dealing with dogs. Yeah. We'll get the dogs in yeah. If you count the one elephant, two elephants, three elephants... It's kilometres, isn't it? Yeah, and it's what well, it's miles or kilometres, and it's about a mile away. We used right. to do it for miles. Gotcha, okay. So, now, obviously, dogs can't do that bit. Um, and same with fireworks. They hear a firework, they may not be connecting the dot that we would that oh there are subsequent bangs surely coming so for them you could argue that there is this uh, rapid fire but consistent banging sounds but they don't know what the timeline is as to oh it's that particular sound i hear it all the time it will be gone in a few minutes i don't have to worry about it so they as far as we know don't measure the, the time band on it it's a thunder shower it won't be very long i'll be okay it's just this noise is reappearing I'll go and do something else. You're going to desensitize them. Mm-hmm. But what about the ones that are seriously, you know, they run, because we've, we, I've been with you and we've chased, not chased dogs, that sounds bad, but we've gone looking for dogs who have just sprinted taken off, have just yeah. taken off and they ain't coming back. Yeah. And a lot of people, we, every time there's a public holiday here when they have fireworks, it always pops up. Has anyone seen this dog? It heard the fireworks and it took off like a shot. In terms of those high level dogs, generally speaking, you can do, and I would advocate do as much of this as you possibly can. Because if you're doing something, it's better than doing absolutely nothing. For the most part, it can be a case of just riding out the storm, either figuratively or literally. And I'll have my dog in a room. If there's a particular room or an area that they like, people often say their dogs will, and dogs like dens. This is why they like things like crates or go under tables. They might go into a small spare bathroom, shower room. I've had dogs that would climb into a bath. Probably not the best idea, but they will do that to hunker down in that area. And for me, as long as they are uh, safe in there, i.e. they're not trying to scratch and throw themselves through windows, I will allow them to do that. Let them chill out. And when they're ready, I can coax them out. I don't want to draw too much attention and sit with them and go, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Because now they're thinking, gee, you never do this. You only do it when there's this bad sound. So, oh, this must be really, really bad. So... I don't want to completely disengage from them. If my dog's in the corner over there and she's clearly not happy, I'm just going to be my normal self that I am with her. Hey, sweetie, how are you doing? Give you a little fuss, but walk away, come back, give her a treat, carry on watching TV. I'm here. I'm not leaving you completely on your own, but at the same time, I'm not swamped all over you to... And, and I think to put it into someone who's, who's got children, because... Uh, Hence humanizing, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to, to understand this, is when, when one of my kids falls over and they graze their knee, it's going to just come on, you'll be all right, get up carry on rather than picking them up um you know and carry, oh my god it's the worst thing ever you've oh got to lose your knee get over it it's just an, you know and they get used to okay they're not gonna so that i guess it's desensitizing them to pain uh, to a degree the the difference with oh, i should just say parents you know there is a point where if they broke their arm you should really you know look after you might them. want to be a bit of a, yeah, <laughs> exactly. fair enough. um that said um in terms of the one of the key differences okay so your boy falls over, grazes his knee. I'm fairly confident he's done that more than once. Now, obviously, it's going to hurt every time. But we have that connection that, okay, yes, I've only grazed my knee. I know it's not that bad. Yes, it's really sore, but I'm going to be okay in, in the long run. As to whether dogs make that particular connection, truthfully, you'd have to ask the dog for the answer. So all we're doing is saying, we're going to do the same things. And things that work for me, the dog, 
when things are calm, it's rewarding, things that work for me, this is how you, my owner, operate. So as long as I, the owner, am operating in the same way when that quote-unquote bad stuff is around, it goes a long way to helping the dog get through that particular situation. And, and just one more before I get you to summarize. What if the dog is an outside dog? Because there's a lot of people that you know yep, uh, and, and dogs, dogs outside, that you train yeah. that leave, the, especially in this environment where you can leave your dogs outside and they don't want them in their beautiful million-dollar villas. What would you do for that? Because dogs can jump and dogs can find ways out and they can dig. So what's your advice for that? Do not tie them up. Um, a lot of people say, oh, I've just tethered my dog in the garden because otherwise they will jump the fence. And here's the kicker. I understand, I, I get the, the means of this, but if, you're, if you think about it, you've got a stake in the ground, you've got a 20-foot leash attached to your dog, and all of a sudden your dog picks up and takes flight, either after a cat or to run away from thunder, they're going to be moving. And they're going to get to the end of that 20-foot leash, and they're going to crack themselves pretty hard. You've also got the added thing of all of a sudden I've now completely removed the option of flight because they're tethered and I might make them even more anxious and exacerbate the thing further. And I dare say a lot of the time where these dogs are getting out is they are breaking out of collars, chewing through leashes and yes, jumping through, not through, but over walls or maybe through walls. You never know. In terms of how do I deal with that situation? I honestly, other than containing your dog, whether that means you've got to build slightly higher fences with an incline. It's not the height of the fence that you really want to worry about necessarily. There's obviously limits, but you want more of an incline, 45 degrees at the top of it. They can climb and scramble and jump a straight wall, but if there's an overhang, they can't get over it. Those are really the only thing. If you're going to be out and the dog lives outside and that's the way this dynamic works, the dog's probably going to be fearful of it for that period of time. Would a dog house... Work a doghouse can certainly work or a crate or a small confined area in a corner that they can go and hunker down in would certainly help and you'd use that for the tr as a desensitization you would use that doghouse so you know if there's you, you get your app on your phone let's say and you and you get the fireworks going off and then you could use your doghouse to put them in there or is no i would generally just use i would separate those i'd have the doghouse on its own and if it's something that's outside i i I dare say, given the choice, the dog would hunker down. As long as the dog's seen it before and found it and been in there a few times and has been comfortable and had a calm, pleasant experience in there, as opposed to fireworks going off when I'm in it, then he's more likely to think, well, that's a nice, close environment. I'll go and take shelter there rather than being out in the garden where I've, I've got nowhere to go. In terms of using the sounds, I would use that separately, like just sitting here on the sofa in the living room, put the sounds on the stereo system, again, nice and low to begin with, if the dog doesn't even notice it, turn it up. If the dog still doesn't notice it, keep turning up the volume. At some point, they'll hear claps of thunder or fireworks, and they're going to respond. So I'll dial down the level again to where they're kind of comfy, and I'll just do some work with them. Stupid question. Probably. <laughs> sure, I've known you long enough. That's true. Yeah. Would it be a good idea to soundproof if you had a, a dog, an outside doghouse, to soundproof it? Interesting question. I'm going to argue no, but with I... I'm not entirely sure how that would work. Are they be inside but can't hear anything on the outside? I mean, you're kind of stuck if someone well, breaks no, into your house. Well, no, it would just take away some you of the big sounds. You can certainly dampen it. I mean, yeah. you, you might want to look at... I mean, you, if you've got a doghouse, you don't want it salubriously massive. Dogs like crates and dens because they like that tight, enclosed space. People say, oh, my dog hates his crate. Yeah, but if you think about it, I'm sure you've seen them go under a table, under your feet, under a bed, under the sofa. They like that enclosure and they will feel more secure and safe 
in that particular enclosed environment. So if you had a crate or even if you made a a doghouse, I'm thinking Snoopy, obviously. Okay, you might want to put some, if you wanted some insulating panels on the inside of the roof, it might dampen down some of the, the absorb some of the sound. Try it. As long as it's not something the dog can, if it's on the walls, the dog's just going to chew it and ingest yeah, it. So. I guess if you put egg cups on the walls, probably yeah. can't. Take the eggs out idea. first, obviously. Exactly. Um, just to summarize. So, yeah, sorry, to go back to, to John, I sorry, I feel we haven't really referenced you enough. John, I do apologize. In terms of your dog, I'm going to assume she's somewhere in the middle of that bracket. Again, I would start with doing some, some classic desensitizing. So she's constantly hearing that sound. And you want to start working at a very low level where you can see her ears prick up and she maybe looks to the source of the sound. But when you call her name and engage with her, she's very quick to look back to you and take a treat and she's very calm and relaxed. If she's whimpering, moving around, doesn't take treats, then I'll dial down the levels. So and just slowly over time, lots of repetition for a few short bursts at a time. You'll start to see I'm increasing the level of the volume here. We've got claps of thunder going off in the house. Yeah, she might get spooked from that initial as being a pause and bang. It's like, oh, gee, what was that? That just woke me up. But it's how quickly can I get her back to focus on me? So she jumps, but oh, yeah, daddy's still here. I'll come and sit with him and everything's fine. Cool. Thanks, Russ. No problem at all. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out K9 Point Academy. That's K9PointAcademy.com or go to Facebook and search K9 Point Academy.